I'm not in the business of making other teams better. I'm in the business of making the Cincinnati Bengals better. And so trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. That's their problem. They want a receiver. Go find your own. You know, in my my opinion, you know, T. Higgins is a good piece for the Cincinnati Bengals. This is Durden Sprague. Ward on a turnover sets up Tolvin and his shot stopped by Bennington. Donato has the rebound. The pass for Alexiak. His shot scores! Hey, hey, what do you say? Jamie Oleksiak with relentless pressure from the Kraken. A huge goal. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Grant for the baseline. Flips to Watford. Spins away. Finds shape. Oh! 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 A windmill into a tomahawk. Oh, man. He went back and got something else, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Alright, 602 in the Rose City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Hump day. Happy hump day to everybody out there. How we doing? How we feeling? What is happening? I thought of you naked yesterday. Thank you. It's a good sight. Wow, that's how we're starting the show, huh? Good morning. Hello. How we doing? I'm awake now. I don't even know if my wife wants to see me naked. (laughs) Oh, I guess I said that wrong. I was thinking about you while I was naked. Oh, (laughs) hey-oh. I think that's worse. Is it? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> really? Probably. I would feel like it would be like reversed. shower thoughts. Like, don't I don't want to be your shower thoughts. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I was home and I got some stuff done. And uh, my kid's eleven. She's uh, she's getting closer and closer every day, every hour, every minute to I hate you and <laughs> no and you did this. Why do I need to do that? And your days are numbered, Bob. Yeah, I'm I'm cooked. Um, You're gonna be the uncool dad. Drop me off two blocks away from school. Yeah. Kind of you know, uh, stay away. Well, I thought I was cool dad yesterday. I I didn't make them do much. They got home. They did their homework and they hung out and. And I go, hey, can you can you unload the dishwasher? That's her like one of her big chores. It's a pretty simple task. I do the dishes, just unload it for me. You freeloader, take the dish out and put it back in the cupboard. I still unload that dishwasher about thirty five percent of the time, <laughs> yeah. despite that being her chore. And I ask her to do it, and it's met with nothing but remarks and backlash. And so, oh, how come you're not asking her little sister to do something? And yeah. And I just looked at my wife and I go, you know what? I'm going upstairs. <laughs> I'm done. And I went upstairs. Checking out. It started snowing heavily at my house. Yeah. And I opened my bathroom window. I got a decent sized bathroom in my bedroom. And I opened my bathroom window and I started a bubble bath. Look at you. I'm not kidding. Look at you. I started a bath. I put yeah. Epsom salts in it. How did wow. it feel? I had some relaxing, like, bubble, I don't know, formula that's put in it. You just sit in it. It relaxes you. Let's go. It was a little hot, but like once I cooled that water down a little bit, I sat in there. a glass of white wine? (laughs) No, I didn't. Didn't go quite that far? I just sat, and I laid back, and I had my head, and I just looked out the window and watched the snow fall. How delightful was it? Scale 1 out of 10. It felt fantastic, did it not? It was a solid 10. It was a soak of the year. Solid 10. Yep. Took a little hit of my weed pen. I was like, oh, I'm in a great space right here. This is it. I'm warming up. I'm nice and toasty. I feel comfortable. You, you, you get out. Your skin is just silky smooth. Oh, it felt amazing. Right? You dry yeah. off. It just feels good. It's like a whole new you. And then I had two thoughts. And this probably came after I, uh, you know, 
Puff of the Mavic, Mavic, Magic Dragon. First is how cool it'd be to be a snowflake. That is the most representative of me puffing the Magic Dragon. Okay, weed thoughts with Sprague being a snowflake. Got it. The second is I, a, I've realized a literal snowflake. Yeah, literal like snowflake. literal snowflake. You just frozen down. crystalline, yeah. unique formation falling out of the sky. Do you know not one snowflake that's ever existed or exists is like another snowflake? Yes, I did know that. How do we, how do we know that? They've studied it. You can't study every flake. Yeah, but the formations of the How many flakes, flakes fell in Portland last Wednesday? Oh, You're not studying those flakes. Billions. Have, you're telling me there's not one, two. There's not a set of twins that are flakes. No, snowflakes aren't cloned. Huh? There we go. How do we know that? Thank you. I'm going to trust the science here. You're an anti-flaker. <laughs> I'm, I'm an anti-science snow guy. Yeah, I think I am. I'm you're not buying the science. I don't know if Papa swags up yet. <laughs> <laughs> he usually dials in somewhere in the middle of the second hour. You should ask him that at some point. Today. How do they study snowflakes? I demand answers. Well, the other thing I thought about, and I, I've been going to therapy, and one thing we've addressed in therapy is uh, random mm-hmm. mini panic attacks mixed with deep anxiety sure. right and then you dive into sure. like where you think that stems from and why do you feel this way and why what brings up thoughts in your head i get dumb thoughts all the time yeah and one of the thoughts that popped in yesterday it didn't freak me out but i thought about it was in the middle of me laying naked in a bathtub relaxing water to my neck my head just arched back <laughs> i thought could you think of a worse position and place to be if the big one hit than me right now in this bathtub? Ooh. I mean, there's worse places to be, probably. Like, I know there's a, there's, like, somebody responded. I tweeted this out last night. Somebody goes, yeah, the uh, the smokestack in Astoria. And I go, well, absolutely. I've sure. been up there. I'm deathly afraid of it when it's not shaking. Halfway over the Fremont Bridge. Well, yeah. you but know, there's more certain embarrassing. Spots. Right. It's I, a vulnerability for you. Right. Yeah. I don't, I, would I don't know if you can think, talk that. I would think sitting sitting on the commode. If you were taking a shower or a bubble bath. So I, th- I thought of that too, Swag, and I but said. But if you were, you know. At least in the rubble, though, like let's play the hypothetical that you don't die, you survive. That's usually the hypothetical I play. Sure, let's try and keep it positive here on a Wednesday morning. If, right. At least if you're on the toilet, it's more than likely that your pants are around your ankle. And maybe there's an opportunity in the rubble that you can try and hike them up. So by the time you get rescued or somebody finds you, you're not laying there naked. Hmm. So the the toilet crossed my mind, and I think back to the scene in Jurassic Park with the lawyer. Of course. Like, of course, the the lawyer gets eaten off the toilet because he's a piece of crap. He's all nervous, and the T-Rex takes him. And turns him into poo. Uh... But I concluded I think the bathtub was worse because if, if suddenly you felt your house shake, if you're on the commode, no matter what the situation, you're pinching, you're pulling up, you're sprinting. Yeah, you don't care about smells, stains, nothing at that point. Also, your pants are there. Yeah. I, I'm just running out of my house <laughs> buck naked? Or am I even able to run out because now I'm slipping and sliding? Yeah. My, I'm all wet. You know, I got bubble bath foam on me. Like, <laughs> I, I think I'm cooked. I think you're cooked vision. if you're in a bathtub. Especially if it's a bubble bath. If you go bubble bath, like normal bath, maybe it's okay. You can get, you can overcome that. But bubble bath, if you come running out of the house with like clumps of bubbles on you and you're naked, that's tough to, that's tough to overcome. Even a shower. If I'm in the shower, I can at least cut the shower, grab my towel, swing it around my waist and I'm flying out the house downstairs. <laughs> I just don't have that kind of time. I didn't have a towel right next to me. My my bathtub is is like a, you know, it's a sink tub. It's sure. like a pretty deep tub. 
And I just, I thought, I think this is the worst place for this to happen. I, you know, I tend to have thoughts that are similar. Like, like what if something happens today? Like I'm always on alert. Like if, if I'm in this situation and this goes down, am I ready to respond? I, the, the bathtub and thinking about the big earthquake though. Now, now it's starting to make sense. Like that, that's a good thing to flush out in therapy. Yeah. Like you're having a, you're finally having a relaxing moment. You've abandoned your children for the evening, which is good. You should do that from time to time. You go upstairs. You're taking a moment for you. Yeah. Everybody needs a moment for themselves. Right. And it's probably really hard when you got two kids and a wife. It's not easy. you got to carve out minutes here or there. That's you time. And in, in your you time, your thought process ranges from what is it like to be a snowflake, probably pretty cool, to then somehow, I, like, what road we take to get to, man, I'm really screwed if the big earthquake hits right now. <laughs> like, why is that even entering your mind in you time? You're taking a bath. You should just be looking out the window, enjoying the scenery. Think You can think about any sort of dumb stuff you want. Don't think about dying in a bubble bath. Well, I wasn't even thinking about dying. I, I was mean, just we're like, all going down when the big one hits. Maybe. Yeah, not maybe. Or maybe you're in the right spot at the right time. <laughs> not here. I'm on vacation. Weren't humans and cavemen around during the Ice Age? I mean, how did they survive? I don't know. But they kept warm in a cave somewhere somehow. And they, I mean... Now you see why I I go to therapy. Yeah. yeah do you not have a t- do you not when I bubble bath I I always put the towel right there. Well, there's a I I, I could have reached it. Okay. Not like sitting down. I'd have to stand up, put one leg out to reach it. Situation. I couldn't. I my wife has our bathtub surrounded by plants and sure. you know astrology stuff, yeah. and I it's kind of actually relaxing. Candles and <laughs> feels like you're in a jungle. It, yeah, it kind of felt that way. A jungle yeah. with a couple of candles going. A little. Uh, what do they call those? The uh, where people go to the outdoors and they go into the tiny little tubs naturally. Oh, like a hot springs? Hot springs, yeah. thank you. Yeah, like a hot springs. It has that kind of vibe. So are we going to become bath guy now? Are you in on bath guy? Now it's not like, I, when you say bath guy, like, some people take baths a lot. I can't do that. But I'm I'm like once every three week bath guy. Mm, I don't know if I'll go that. Okay. But maybe like three a year. Okay. Just in the moments you where give I'm yourself like, like one, almost, one almost a quarter. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the quarterly. You the quarter. The, the quarterly, quarterly. <laughs> Well, it's just the moments where I don't feel like I want. I don't want to argue with my daughter. Uh, I know she's just gonna, you know, she's got a combination of my ability to be loud and talk back, <laughs> mixed with my wife's incredible memory of I remember what you said like eight months ago on a Tuesday. You said we could do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's a combination. It's. I told my wife. It's the. It's an evil combo. It's yeah. It's an evil superpower of hers that she has, and it's probably gonna benefit her in a lot of ways in life, but. It's it's it didn't help me yesterday. I'll tell you this: the most enjoyable bath that you can take is you play a cold round of golf sometime in the next two months. You're outside; it's like 49 degrees. Ends up raining on you during the round. It's not you know whatever we we go through it in the winter time here. You're willing to sacrifice and play in the wet and play in the cold. The, no better feeling than getting home from that. You're a little bit sore. You walked 18 holes. You played in the cold. You got that kind of cold feeling on your body. You've been outside all day. Oh, walking in, hopping in a hot bath. Oh, my goodness. Xanadu. That sounds amazing. The only thing I would say, though, is if kids are in the equation, the odds of you going from a four-and-a-half to five-hour round of golf straight home into a bath for about 25 to 30 minutes. Go take care of yourself, kids. Make dinner. Yeah, very dad's, slim. Dad's taking a bath, all right? <laughs> dad's bath time. It probably also didn't help that I spent a lot of time making dinner, and nobody liked the dinner. Nothing worse what than that. What did you uh, fire up for the family? <sighs> Nothing worse than that. Uh, see, you're not even happy with your effort yourself. So. No, no, no. I, 
I am. I actually didn't like as much as I thought I would. I like the idea of this meal, but I hadn't eaten it since I was a child, and I've been meaning to make it, and I finally made it yesterday. <laughs> a rack of lamb. Rack of lamb, mm. Mom. Went rack of lamb. I put a nice chimichurri on it, uh, you, you know, season it, put it in the fridge, then I fried it on the cast iron, put it in the oven, put it with some cherry tomatoes so they got kind of soft, had some good rice, some vegetables. A rack of lamb. And uh, nobody liked it. It's it was too fatty. It you oh, know. God. Well, I would have said, okay, you guys fun for yourself. I'm gonna eat the whole damn rack. Let's go. <laughs> well, I discovered that I also didn't really like it. I don't like lamb like that. Mm. I think I like lamb like whatever it is that they use a shoulder or a roast, whatever for uh, euros, like the uh, chunks of lamb. Yeah, it's usually a leg of lamb. Okay, that is that what that is? I like yeah. the leg of lamb. I don't like the fatty lamb. Wasn't a fan. I was like, what a waste of my time today. Can't do the rack. You got to do the leg. Yeah, get the leg of lamb. But the the rack of lamb looks so much aesthetically better. It's, oh yeah, it looks badass when you're making it. Yes, it does. It makes you feel really good about yourself. And you cut it. And it's got a little <laughs> bit of the pink hue, but it's not steak, so you want to cook it a little longer. And it just looked great plated. And then. We sat down, and it was just like my first, my oldest, no, I don't like it. She's going to eat the rice. My youngest, two bites, I don't like it. I don't want to eat this. My wife just gave me a look like, mm, this is gross. I'm not eating this either. And I, I looked at her, I was like, yeah, it's not the greatest thing. God, it's, it's the worst, too, because once you get when you make something of that quantity, too, it's just all going down the drain. Nobody's eating those leftovers. You're not throwing that in the fridge. Nobody's eating that up today. I, I, have, a, I have two pieces left. I'm sure. going to force myself to eat it. Okay, that's you're a yeah. better man than I am yeah. because I'd probably throw that in the trash. And then that's an even worse feeling because you probably paid good money for that rack of lamb. It was $19. It wasn't the biggest okay. rack. It was a Costco rack. Okay, normal size rack. But, I mean, I'm spending more than that on steak. My wife's got a weird thing right now on eating salmon with the skin on it. Oh, she's eating the skin? or No, she, she doesn't eat co- the skin. She doesn't like when the skin's on it. And so when I make salmon now... Oh, my wife doesn't like the skin either. She'll ask immediately, is there skin? I'm like, why does it matter? It's Skin can throw people off. It's scaly. It's, it's I mean, you don't... gross. You just you poke the fork down to the bottom. Yeah. You scoop the salmon. Scoop you don't the get salmon. the skin. The well, skin doesn't come with gonna, it. If you cook it as a whole filet, like you smoke it or cook it for a while, you want it there, one, so the fish doesn't fall apart. Yeah. And two, that's where that's where some of the flavor and a little bit of the the fat, you know, there's a little tiny layer of fat between the skin and the meat. I find it better and easier to cook because you can sear the top of it a little bit yep. easier when you got the skin on the bottom, and then you can throw it well, in the oven. Well, you cook it on the bottom, and it protects the fish. Sure. That's the whole idea. I'm okay. Mm. I'm okay with the skin. It doesn't affect me at all. But every time I make salmon, it's an immediate like, is there skin on this? I'm like, and really? what do you say? say? Yeah, there's skin on it. You don't want to eat it. Don't eat it. So you don't make any salmon without skin. I mean, it depends on where I go. Costco salmon that you buy, for the most part, does not have the salmon that I buy, the fillets, does not have the skin on it. Right. And I'm okay with that. I can make it without the skin. But when you go to a place like Freddy's, like, they usually don't have the skin cut off. And I'll buy a big fillet that has skin, has skin on it. And that's what we're getting. So it all depends on where you went grocery shopping that week. Well, look at that. We all have picky people in our house. There's another picture of the guy in the bathtub from the Truman Show. <laughs> You know what's funny? I weird. literally thought of that guy, too, when I was in the bathroom. Like, Did you prop up the iPad in there? Did you put, put, that's what I do. I put the iPad in. I'll watch a game in the bathtub. Buddy, I laid in silence, and I just looked at the snow falling. It was amazing. <laughs> I think you needed to distract your mind so you didn't go to the place of I'm going to die in the big earthquake naked with bubbles on my body. Well, I didn't die in the big earthquake. I'm still here today, and we have a radio show to do, and we have two guests today as well. Uh, Jacob Rudner of Swamp 24-7 is going to join us at 730 we want to talk about Anthony Richardson. He might be the number one pick in the draft. His odds have boosted up. He might be the first quarterback taken. We don't know, but he's a interesting prospect. So we'll talk to him about his experience with him at Florida. 
And then uh, at 8.30, we talked to the Yammer. Mike Yam, NFL Network, Pac-12 Series, XM Radio, about the Pac-12 media rights deal that he's hearing and uh, maybe some of the Combine NFL stuff going on right now. We got NFL audio, and that's where we start on this beautiful Wednesday. Dirt and Sprague, good to be with you on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague with you this morning. It is 6.20 a.m. Good morning. We got a stat or story to get to today at 8.15 before we talk to Mike Yam at 8.30. Dirt's got a bunch of goodies to get to as well, and that might have been the worst half of basketball I've ever seen from the Portland Trailblazers franchise. Yeah, the minute I got excited, uh, yeah. Live betting the Warriors at halftime was a good idea. I'm not ashamed to admit I made a little bit of money betting against my team last night. Wow. Why would you do that? Why would I bet on the Golden State Warriors? Because I like winning money, and the Blazers are not a very good team. And the Blazers... (laughs) Actually, we, stink in the third quarter. Are any of us surprised that they lost that game? They Sorry. blew a twenty-point lead to the Clippers. They blew a thirty-point lead to the Lakers. They've been doing this all year. They're Up not good. Twenty-three with two Why minutes to go in the first half. <laughs> Bet on the Warriors in that spot, and they lose by what? Fifteen. Look, 18? my wallet cares more than my heart. Okay, I gamble on the Blazers from time to time, but uh, last night was a night I saw that lead. I thought the odds are going to be solid. I'm betting on Golden State. All right, when Dame and Joel are in the finals, I remember you're going to bet <laughs> against them. And uh, as quickly as you went wow to him for betting against the Blazers, you just instantly backed him up. You need you another went, bubble you, bath. You went from wow, how could you do that to? Well, they're an awful third quarter team. You backed up that bet pretty quickly. That's right. Hey, who's cashing checks over here, all right? That's I all I got to say. I didn't gamble on that game. Um, let's get to some NFL Combine stuff. The Combine is going on right now. Indeed. It's turned more into an NFL meeting than workouts, right? Like, outside of the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round guys, it feels like the first round guys don't do as much. Which, honestly, I don't know, maybe I'm becoming more of a fuddy-duddy. That bothers me. Yeah, you're becoming a fuddy-duddy. Like, why? Like, Bryce Young's not throwing. Because he has pro day. Like, I, He's a pro day at Alabama. What is it throwing against air. Like, what, you think you're not going to be a top-five pick because you missed three targets in the combine? Do you not trust your ability to throw to NFL wide receivers with no defense pass rush? Like, what are we doing here? Okay, I might You be- want to be an NFL quarterback? Go throw the football in a dome with no weather implications. I might be wrong here, uh-huh. and you tell me if I'm wrong. But weren't you with me like a year ago when we were like, what does it matter if they throw? They have game film? Like- I probably was, but I'm becoming more of a fuddy-duddy. I read that the other day, and I was like, why? You're not Andrew Luck. You're not a can't-miss number one pick. He might be Go the number one pick. Go perform at the combine. <laughs> throw the football. He really might be Andrew Luck. He might be the number one pick, well, and the Colts could be the team to be drafted. Yeah, I mean, that would might be funny if it ended up Luck. working that way out. But he's not the—he's not like a home run pro. Like he's not Trevor Lawrence. He's not Andrew Luck. There are questions. He's undersized. He's played with all-world talent. He's never been challenged in his life as a quarterback. He's never had a struggle in his life as a quarterback. Like there's legitimate questions about him. And I just—I I don't know. I, I guess I'm the older I'm getting, the more frustrated I get on the lack of competing. Of I, I don't see what the risk is throwing at the combine. Well. Uh, we got some audio I want to get to. I, I pulled five big cuts from the uh, Combine stuff. I went through NFL's website, and I saw everything that I've missed or that I, was interesting to me. The first one, I'll start in Miami. I am fascinated where this goes. Uh, Tua had three concussions this year that we knew about. Might have been more. And uh, he was, eh, I wouldn't say he was forced to play, but put in a position where he probably felt like I got to play. This is a contract year, right? And Mike McDaniel raved about Tua before the year. Tyreek Hill said he's the most accurate quarterback he ever played with. And they got a great start. 
And then he suffered concussions. They stumbled a little bit. They backed into the playoffs, but Tua didn't even play in the playoff game. And Mike McDaniel out at uh, the Combine was asked about Tua's contract and what the team's plans are going into the summer. Like any other player, you factor in every variable. Um, you know, I think, you know, one thing that, uh, you know, when you're, when you're talking about those types of decisions, um, I think it's important to recognize that um, we have a congruence of in- interest by the Dolphins and the player, um, Tua, that, that we both want, um, both parties really want him to um, play at a very high level for a long time for the Miami Dolphins. So um, what's the best way to, to really um, engineer that or to um, help manifest that? Well, um, those are the things that were kind of um, weighing in terms of the the various options um, with you know the the same um, desired end is is um, to would like so it, you factor in everything um, as best you can um, but you know that that's part of this game that that we're all involved in is there are some unknowns so um, you you weigh those and you you press forward and make the best decision possible for the organization that's so what's your takeaway when you hear that long answer? It kind of felt like a nothing word salad. Like he, they have no clue what they want to do. And I think it's probably determined on what they do in the offseason. Is there a way for them to land another quarterback? If that's the case, you don't pick up his option. But if not, I guarantee you they're going to try and be aggressive in the market. If they can't, then I, I think it would be a giant mistake to not pick up his option. He had a great year. I know there's concerns about the concussions. But he had career highs in what? Passing yards, touchdowns, completion percentage, passer rating. Like They were one of the best offenses in the NFL when he was healthy. And unfortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. But there's no guarantee that continues next year. It's a bit of a risk. I'll grant you that. But I think it would be a mistake. Unless you can find a better option on the open market this offseason, tell me what a better option is than Tua in two years. I took away from that answer because I'm with you. It was a kind of a big word salad of nothing. And I took away, he didn't want to dive in too much to commitment because I think the team is exploring all quarterback options. And that's totally fair. I'm okay with that. You'd have to, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you, they can like Tua and want Tua to be the guy, but the reality is he can't stay healthy. And when you've had three concussions in a year, I mean, man, there are quarterbacks that have retired from stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... My takeaway was, I think they're in the quarterback market. Trades, trade-ups and drafts, I don't know what it is, but it, it that answer to me reeked of, we're not completely sold on this, and we're going to take it day by day, by day by day. <laughs> by day by day. And that's how I kind of interpreted his answer. And I, I think that's totally fair. If you can go land a Lamar Jackson in a trade, um, but really outside of that, I'm, I'm trying to think of like who was reasonable that you can get that would be a clear upgrade over Tua. Well, they could be thinking like, can we get one of these? Do we like one of these dudes in the draft? And yeah. we want to. We give Tua the the op, We pick up the option. And again, if he gets another concussion, I mean, that's kind of the red flag to me. He gets another concussion next year. That's not franchise quarterback stuff, man. Like, and that's not a knock on Tua as a person. But sometimes, and Ricky Williams said this in an interview once. Some guys just aren't made for for pro football. Mm-hmm. And Tua might be that guy. He's struggled to stay healthy, got the hip injury in college, three concussions in a season. I, I'm not committing a ton of money to that. So 
I my my gut says they pick up the option and maybe they explore a trade or they find somebody in the draft they like and they find a way to to pick that person up. Yeah, that's the the only part I'll push back there is I don't know if I'm a Dolphins fan if I want to start the process all over again with a rookie quarterback. Well, they, you wouldn't start him this year. That's why you pick sure. up the option year for Tua. You play. Then, I mean, that's just going to be a weird. That's just a weird situation that you're entering. Of a, you're drafting a guy now. You're in the Jordan Love Aaron Rodgers situation. What if Tua plays well? What do you do then? What if Tua doesn't get hurt next year and has a good year? Then do you trade the other guy? Do you keep Tua? Do you trade Tua? Keep the rookie even though Tua just had a good year. Well, you give Tua a three four year deal the rookies on a five what a four five year rookie deal like you you still have time even if Tua stays healthy and plays well and and I also I think that's kind of the norm in the NFL right it's it's Patrick Mahomes it's Josh Allen it's like I know their timeline's a little different but Kansas City was a playoff team that turned to Patrick Mahomes and said hey second year guy well take us take us farther you're not wrong there but that was also an organization that I felt like had they realized they had reached their peak like, we cannot win at the highest level with Alex Smith, the quarterback. Can you win at the highest level relying don't, we don't on Tua's health? We don't know. Like, well, I, but I, 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 think, I kind of think we do, don't we? See, I, I, I don't like want Tua. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, he has played, I think, what, it would be, how many, I think he's missed a possible 12 games in his career. He'd probably right. He played 13 this year, played 13 the year before, 10 as rookie year, but I don't believe he started right away as a rookie. I think they eventually brought him in. It was Fitzpatrick, because Fitzpatrick didn't like him. That's right, and then I think Fitzpatrick got hurt and they had to play Tua, and he ended up playing 10 games that year. So I I don't, like, his contract situation right now, for those who don't, like, if you're a first-round pick, you get four years guaranteed. He has another guaranteed year on his contract, where he's a very small cap hit for them, but there is a May 1st deadline that you have to pick up the fifth-year option. The Giants just did this with Daniel Jones. They didn't pick up his fifth year option. So he's an unre- he's a free agent. He can go sign somewhere else unless they want to franchise tag him. They got to figure out what they want to do. He ended up having the best year of his career after they decided to not franchise tag him. And now they're like, well, kind of wish you had that extra fifth year right now, right? Give him one more year, see what you got, figure it out going forward. Like it just gives you a, a little more wiggle room. Again, I'm all for like if you can go get a Lamar Jackson, you can go get a can't miss like can't miss MVP type of player. Absolutely, you move on from Tua. But I, I also think you have to trust what are the internal doctors telling you? What's Tua telling you? Like, how's he feeling? How do they feel like he's recovering? Is he going to be, is this a consistent problem that doctors foresee happening? Are these all just random one-offs where he slammed his head and it's not a recurring fear that you have going forward? He had 25 touchdowns and eight picks. They were one of the best offenses in the NFL. They were. And I, you know, some of the Herbert and Tua stuff we had to argue because I just thought it was hilarious that we had to do that last year. But I, I also think if I'm, unless I can go get, a player of the caliber of Lamar Jackson, it is a undoubted you give him his fifth-year option because if he stays healthy and plays this year, you're going to look like an idiot if you didn't. You get a concussion, you're more likely to get another concussion. It's also the franchise that told us he had a back injury against the Bills as we watched him stumble around as he walked. Yeah, very true. So I'm trusting my team doctors. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying, but I I, I found that answer to be non-committal to Tua with, without saying as much. Uh, I got more audio I want to get to from the Combine, some interesting story notes, including one about Herbert. We'll get to that stuff next. We got more NFL audio to get to. We'll get to the Blazers stumbling and bubbling their way through the second half of that Warrior game last night, blowing a 23-point lead. Jacob Rudner covers the Florida Gators for Swamp 24-7, and he'll join us at 7.30 today. Mike Yam at 8.30. But let's dive back into the NFL Combine. As we just heard from Mike McDaniel on Tua and where they're at with the contract, here's Josh McDaniels on uh, the Raiders' plan of getting a long-term quarterback solution. 
the goal for us eventually is to have somebody that's going to be here for a long time. I think that, um, you know, you see the teams that are having success right now uh, in our league, I would say in our conference and specifically in our division. Um, you know, they're young players that were drafted by their clubs and they're being developed there. So we're going to do everything we can do to evaluate every player at that position, both in the draft uh, and free agency and try to do what we can do to improve the room. I mean, there's certainly going to be a number of players added at that position. Uh, right now, only Chase Garbers is under contract. So um, we'll, we'll look at everything we can look at. Uh, but the goal eventually is to try to have a young player here that's going to be a Raider for a long time. Is that Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> that is not Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be anywhere for a long time. In fact, I don't even think he's going to be in Green Bay for a long time because it sounds like the GM doesn't want him there anymore. <laughs> I don't, this is an interesting quote for a team that got that moved on from from Carr, and it has felt like all season they're they're looking for an upgrade. Like that was their plan. Derek Carr's not good enough. We want somebody better than Derek Carr. I'll tell you who's not going to be better than Derek Carr. That's a young quarterback. I'm not telling you it's a bad strategy because maybe in the future you can build one of these guys up. They have, what, the seventh overall pick in the draft. You have your chance to go get a guy potentially, if any of them are still there at number seven. Um, but I, it felt like when they moved on from Carr and that decision was made, it was about we need we have a roster that can win now. We don't have a quarterback that's good enough. We need an upgrade here. And it's felt like all their eggs have been in the Aaron Rodgers basket, and then you get that quote, mm. we want somebody that's here that we can develop and be here for a long time. Uh, I find the Rodgers thing, it's kind of just at a standstill. He emerged from the darkness of Southern Oregon, and he did a podcast with some guy and said, uh, you know, I'll make my decision soon. He keeps saying the decision soon, soon, soon. And I think he's going on McAfee today. So I'm oh, sure is we'll he get, doing McAfee I'm today? I'm sure we'll oh, get an answer. Wednesday, that's right. Uh, well, from the Raiders to your beloved Chargers. Yes, your Chargers. You are secretly a Charger fan. You're damn right I am, Bob. You guys are a Charger household. You're bolting up. Justin Herbert, he's got a new offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, who came over from Dallas. And Brandon Staley talked about what their expectations are with a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, just I think he brings the play style, the identity, the way that we want to play on offense. And I think that you've seen it in Dallas. I think you would, you've would you seen the partnership with him and Dak Prescott. I think you've seen him um, as a coach's kid, knowing how you fit within the framework of a team. And uh, I just can't wait to see him team up with Justin, our offensive players. And I can't wait for him to make our defensive players better yeah. because I think he's that total package as a coach. And uh, I think, you know, my first three weeks with him on the job, um, you know, just gives me a lot of excitement about this coming season. Expectations are pretty big with Kellen Moore coming to town, man. As they should be. Uh, the tough part for them this offseason is going to be their cap space situation. There's just there's not a lot of wiggle room there. And you got to figure out, it sounds like they're trying to get a deal done. I saw an interview with Telesco, their GM, yesterday as well, where he, he feels good about the framework. He said ever since Herbert played like three or four games, they've been working on that framework behind the scenes because they realize immediately, well, this guy's something, and we got to do whatever we can to keep him. And so I imagine something along those lines will get done this offseason. I just, they don't have a, they, they use a lot of their reserves last year, financial reserves to try and bolster the defensive line, to go get J.C. Jackson. Like, they spent a lot of money in free agency, and you're not going to have that ability to do it back-to-back years, especially with a quarterback contract coming down. So it, it essentially you're relying on can your head coach pull his head out of his ass in key moments of games, and is Kellen Moore the real deal? Because, I, you know, Herbert still has his flaws as a quarterback. There's no doubt about that. He's continuing to develop. 
but he was also held back by a really bad offense last year that forced him to check down, that forced him to throw the football underneath. They were devastated by injuries, and so I think if you're hopeful about the Chargers, it's that, hey, you finally get a year where there's good health luck. We'll see if that happens for them because it feels like it never does. And that Kellen Moore, as an offensive play caller, was held back by Dak Prescott's limitations, and now he's going to have one of the best weapons in the NFL at quarterback, and maybe we see him shine and he's not there very long because of the year they have together. I mean, I think... I think it's a pretty easy standard for them because their yards per attempt were like the lowest in the NFL. It was horrendous. It was below seven yards. Which uh, is incredible when you look at the number, like the passing yards he had on the season, considering they didn't throw the football downfield. A lot of yak. A lot of yak. A lot of yak. <laughs> lot of yak a lot of throws. Them. They couldn't run the football. He had more. No, yeah. I'd be curious to what, if anybody in the league had more attempts than him last year. Well, I mean, they, they got stuck in injuries and... You know, I, I just I think this is big. I think this is going to be proving to be one of the biggest. It should be at least off-season additions to a coaching staff. He was number two in attempts. Brady was the only, another worst rushing offense we've seen in modern NFL history in Tampa. Uh, attempted seven thirty-three. Herbert was six ninety-nine. Next closest with Mahomes at six forty-eight. Uh, well, I mean, in Mahomes, their running back in the Super Bowl was a seventh-round, you know, wide receiver that they converted to a running back. Mm-hmm. And you know, Brady had Lombardi, Lenny, but. That they weren't having success on the run game for whatever reason on their offensive line. They had all those woes and injuries, but uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the biggest ones. The final cut I want to get to uh, is the Bears and what they're doing with pick number one and Justin Fields. Their GM Ryan Poles at the NFL Combine talked about it. Yeah, it just depends um, how far back, um, but yeah. We do. We need a lot, and that gives us more opportunity to bring in more players. So um, it's a good situation to be in for where our club is. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I talk about where guys are on the draft chart, if we have someone that's so high and in a special category that says, you know what, you know, this guy's going to affect our team both from a culture standpoint and also from a game day standpoint, then that might be the best thing to do as well. Um, but in a vacuum, like, yeah, moving back gives you more uh, opportunities to hit more players um, and continue to add to the core of this team. He's um, a lot of people have concluded they're keeping fields and willing to trade the pick. He keeps trying to play coy and keep it a secret. Yeah, I, I'm this might end up getting old takes exposed. I, I think trading Justin Fields at this point would be a huge mistake. He, like starting over with another rookie quarterback on a really bad team. I think it would be a massive mistake. Fields finally showed you that he can be a dynamic playmaker. Now, does he need to show you more as a passer? Of course he does. But we go over this a million times during the football season. You know how much cap space the Bears have this offseason? They have nearly $100 million in cap space. Mm. By, by far the most in the National Football League. Like, this is the moment where you finally got a glimpse of hope from your rookie quarterback, or your quarterback on a rookie deal, I should say. You have the number one overall pick. If you want more assets, that's totally fine. Move down to five, move down to six, get another first-round pick out of it. That's a smart trade. There's going to be a good defensive player, a good offensive lineman, a good weapon. Whatever you most need, you can still take wherever you end up drafting in the top ten, and you get another future asset out of it, potentially another first-round pick this year. Like, I totally get that. That that makes sense, but... Like, now is the time to go in around Justin Fields. Now is the time to say, hey, our offensive line was the worst in the NFL last year. Let's go, let's, let's bolster that. 
Hey, Chase Claypool was his number one wide receiver. Chase Claypool is a number three wide receiver at best at this point in the NFL. We need to go get him a difference maker on the outside. Like now is the time to be aggressive around your quarterback on a rookie deal to give him a chance and to fully see what do we have here. Pick up his fifth year option and and let's roll the dice. But if you're not going to support him with talent, I don't want to hear this notion that Fields isn't it, man. That guy has played with a terrible roster around him early in his NFL career, and he is. Uh, made lemonade out of some non-lemons by running the football and being an extremely talented athlete. He's got to improve as a passer. He's got to show you more. But you got the cap space to make his life a lot easier. And I hope they're, if you're a Bears fan, you better be praying they're going to go do it this offseason. NFL Combine's always interesting. We get everybody there. Everybody talks. I saw John Lynch talked yesterday and said they might be picking up a quarterback because they're going to need one for depth. Doesn't sound like they're in the market to go make a big move. I, 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 you know, We talked about it after the show. Mariota makes a lot of sense for San Francisco. Could be a third stringer. Third stringer, uh, bring nice him one in. to have, yeah. Good locker room mm-hmm. guy for the most part. Bring him in, he'll be on the cheap. That's a, that's a smart move. Is he a good locker room guy? <laughs> Atlanta would tell you that he quit. He's a quitter. <laughs> Did you see the yeah, a couple of Atlanta media people when it was announced he got released? I saw Atlanta media people quote tweeting the Schefter report and said, Oh, funny, I thought he quit. They really like don't like him down there. It's a weird stance to have, man. They from... hate two duck quarterbacks. Have you thought about that? They do. Harrington, I... the way it no. kind of went with him, and then well, I don't know if they hate him, but you know what I mean. Like it just yeah. it's weird how that worked out. Where now they're mad at Marcus Mariota because he wanted to go see the birth of his child. I mean, your team sucked last year. I don't know why you'd be mad at a guy that was a stopgap quarterback. We all knew he was a stopgap quarterback. You also benched him. <laughs> yeah, you moved on. You moved on to Desmond Ritter. Also, your stadium sucks. The Mercedes Benz wow. Stadium was overrated. Wow, far over. AT and T blew it out of the water. If Oregon won forty nine to three, would you have felt that way? I think I would. That stadium okay. still sucked. Okay, not enough light. It's too dark. The the seating was weird. AT&T was a far better stadium. Uh, the return of these two players in two different ways. That's next on The Fan. The Blazers suck in the second half. Jacob Rudner, maybe Tom Brady being a stand-up comedian. A lot to get to in hour number two. But uh, today marks the return of two athletes. The first return... CJ McCollum returns to Portland tonight. We're doing that again. Is that still a thing for people? He played here for a decade. What do you mean? Are we still? I mean, doing he came that, back dude? last year. He played here. He didn't last... play against Dame. Oh, okay. But it's he the pl- first time they played against each other. Okay. He played in Portland though. Yeah, but like he didn't play against Dame. He played <laughs> against a garbage ass Blazer team. Okay. Okay. Are we going to give him another standing ovation? I bet you they will. Yeah. <laughs> You know how we are here. I we retire know. like every jersey if you win a championship. Uh, did you catch the note about the 100-year-old grandma yesterday? I did, on yeah. On the broadcast. That I, was kind of cool. That the was kids. a feel-good moment. Brooke handed her the jersey. Yeah, and, yeah that was cool. That was cool. The only the only bone I had oh, to pick with it. God, you found a bone to pick <laughs> with a 100-year-old one woman her. celebrating her birthday <laughs> by sitting close watching the Blazers play the Warriors with her great-grandchildren. <laughs> were they great-grand? I guess they probably were, yeah, great-grandchildren. Children. They have to be great grandchildren. Oh, no, those guys, look, those guys look like they're they were at least in their forties. Grandchildren. Well, for sure, grandchildren. Great grandchildren. I don't know if they were great. I don't think they were great. I think they were grandchildren. Can you have grand? Oh, how old do you think they were? were I mean, the 40? guys look like they were in their forties. Oh, okay. All right. So you know, yeah, you can, I was watching on the, the math checks out a little bit there. Whatever. They're grandkids. <laughs> You're, what, what do you have to? What's your bone to pick with that situation? Said her favorite blazer of all time was C.J. McCollum. That really, of all the players you could pick. Of all the great, Look, she is what she was. Forty-eight years old at the inaugural season of yeah. Blazers basketball. Okay, she is a she is like aware of every season of Portland. That is insane to say out loud. Yes, right. That's the nineteen seventy. Right was the first season. I think yep. they said she was forty. Even Swag was only forty. Exactly right. She was forty-eight. 
of all the players today. You can pick anybody you want over a 50 plus year history. And that's the one you go with. Well, I mean, look, he you, wasn't even the best player of his era. Maybe she likes his wine. Maybe she does. That's a maybe good she point. likes his offensive game. He's a bucket getter. Yeah, every other night, sure. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> hey, good Tuesday, bad Thursday. You great and, Saturday, bad Monday. You and I are in lockstep on him. All right, we both agree. I he's gonna get a jersey retire. He's gonna get all the flowers. No, we do not agree on that. It's not over my dead body. No, 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 no. <laughs> what we disagree with is if it's actually going to happen. <laughs> I don't disagree with your feelings towards it. Okay. But you have to acknowledge that a lot of people liked him. I'm okay with liking him. You can like C.J. McCollum but, but all for you some, want. I mean, there there are people that like him more than Lillard when he was here. Yeah. It's ridiculous to me, but that's a real thing. It is a real thing, and it's sad and it's unfortunate. I can't believe that's her favorite player. <laughs> like, that was just my only thought. Like, it's one thing if, you were, if you're younger and, like, the only era of Blazer basketball is, you've watched is, like, the last 10 years, and you're like, hey, I kind of like... Like, that would make more sense. You're coming from a very small sample size. But that's literally the entire sample size. She was an adult when the team started playing. Like, Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas, Clyde, Jerome, Duckworth, Buck, TP, Brandon Roy, Terry yeah. Porter... Andre Dame, Miller, <laughs> Andre Miller, Sabas, Darius Miles, like that of all the players you could pick over the years, the Weed Rashid, Billy Ray Bates, Billy Ray, like, yeah. like, of all of Petrie. them, Petrie, she's seen every Calvin Nat, every oh. year of Blazer basketball, Larry Steele, any of them, that's, Jeff Twardzik, <laughs> that's the Jeff one Twardzik. you know yep. I did, I did pick a little bit of a bone with that. Okay, above. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that on the broadcast. I saw the Jersey thing and I heard the story, but I didn't hear the. Like CJ you could do thing. like, the, hey, we're excited to see CJ back in Portland. Tomorrow. Okay, yeah. CJ versus Dame. Like, I get it. That's first time they're playing. I totally get that. Sure, but, you know, favorite Blazer. I've Look, heard. it's it's probably the most controversial thing to me is if people are on social media. I instinctually just want to respond and be like, I don't care that he's returning. I don't care. I don't either. I feel no feelings. <laughs> no. He'll be introduced tonight. I won't give a rip. The Pelicans are trash without Zion. I hope Dame torches him. <laughs> I hope Dame drops 50-burger on him. Yep. Because, um, I, you know, it's not fair to him either to say this, but when I look at him, I think of Neil. And I, I get too. very angry. I get frustrated that that was the playing partner that, like, it's a whole other thing. We'll that get was to the, Blazers. the sticking point of like, Dame's prime was yes. we had to keep that guy. That guy. Yeah. That guy had to be next to him. No, yeah. we didn't. You no. could have traded him. No. You could have got Jeremy Grant five years ago and moved on, but they decided not to do that. Or somebody better like Jimmy Butler (laughs) or Paul George from Indiana. Sure. There were options on the table, but no. Uh, I didn't get to it here, but I guess I'll just throw it in because I I feel like you're going to tell me you don't care. Okay, what do you got? The other return, Kevin Durant. Makes his son's debut tonight. I care about that. I'm I'm very interested in that. Mm. It's on TV. Is it on TV? I believe it's on ESPN. No, not on TV. Not on on TV. Okay, on my league pass. I will not be watching it then, but I'll check the box score tonight after the game. Why can't you just get league pass for the final twenty games of the year? Uh, Because I'm I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. The big games are on Thursdays. Watch the big games are on. What are you watching today? Uh, There's no sports today. Well, the the Blazers are playing tonight, so I'll watch the Blazers tonight. Okay, what are you watching until seven o'clock? Uh, probably I don't know. See if there's any hockey on. Maybe there's some good hockey games going on. Maybe a classic round of golf's on the Golf Channel. Maybe a famous round of the. You're not watching the uh, the uh, Ducks women's basketball team in the Pac-12 tournament. I'm watching there. the Ducks women's basketball team in the Pac-12 tournament. I mean, come on, it's a much bigger deal. Than Kevin Durant returning. So, you you are the oldest thirty four year old of all time. <laughs> I just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. I'm not going to utilize it, so I'm not going to buy it. 
If they play on a Thursday it's TNT game, twenty games. If they were on, t- if this was Thursday and they were playing on TNT, I'd watch the game. Well, tonight. of course you would, because you wouldn't have to pay more for it. <laughs> exactly. The you know, playoffs. Are- you know how much money I make. The play- I do. The playoffs are a month away. Why can't you? This is the time to fake get into it. Even. No, I mean, I'm into it. I'll watch the playoffs. I'm ready to go. But this game means nothing tonight. I'm excited to see how he does. Yeah, the when... Cavs-Celtics is the first half of the ESPN doubleheader. See, that's a good that's game. That's a good game, I'll though. watch that game. No, there you go. That's They're a good okay, game. Right. Is that okay? That's okay. All right, I'll watch national TV games. Uh, quickly, where are we at? Kevin Durant, let's just say he stays healthy. Who's winning the West if Kevin Durant's healthy on the Suns? Phoenix. The Nuggets. You buy the Nuggets, huh? Yep. Really? Even yep. with the no defense thing? Yep. Okay. Because of Jokic? Yeah. And I think it, I think I mean, they yeah. can. If you can't do it this year. You're the one seed in the yeah. West. kind of sucks. They got a five-and-a-half game lead. They have a Memphis ridiculous home good. court advantage so far this season, which will get elevated into the playoffs. Ah, 28-4 at home. And then I think they got enough guys that in the fourth quarter of a tight game they can they can put a defensive unit out there that can get some stops when they have to. Who are those people? Uh, Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. Yep. Okay. With Jokic down protecting the rim. Jokic is one of the worst defenders at his position. You know that, right? I understand that. Okay, all right. But evidently that doesn't matter for MVP voting. No, defense just doesn't matter for MVP. But if you get triple doubles and your offensive analytics say you're one of the most amazing players offensively, yeah, that does it. That's how Westbrook did it. He got one MVP. And he was the first guy to do it since Oscar. And we made a big deal of the (laughs) triple-double. Nobody will ever do this in our era. And then he did it, and we crapped all over it. (laughs) Nobody will ever do it. Oh, he's a stat patter. It's like, it's the same thing with the 100-point scoring thing. Will anybody score 100? Well, Dame scores 71. Somebody's going to score 100 points. Dirt's probably rewatching Giants spring training games. I'm high. Let's see if there's any spring training on. You're going to be there next week. Getting excited for the Arnold Arnold Palmer's teeing off tomorrow. Can't wait. Probably pouring over some numbers. Maybe practice some putting. I probably will go to the driving range today. I got some rounds in Scottsdale coming up next week. I got to make sure the game's tuned in. Some rounds. Yeah, got some rounds. Coming thought up. you weren't golfing. What happened to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe once Lion or twice. ass. Maybe a couple times. Loaded second mm-hmm. hour, including the Blazers, who know how to blow a 23-point lead in the yay area. We'll talk about one of the worst second halves we've ever seen in Blazers history. Next, Dirt and Sprague on the fan.